Welcome, everyone. This is the I'm Speaking podcast hosted by Mercy Hernandez and Priya Namar. We're speaking because you've been asking. Join us for a new season as we open up, speak up, and uplift voices everywhere. And of course, all views and opinions expressed in this podcast are that of the hosts and do not represent any outside entities. We have a lot to say, so let's get started. Welcome back with episode four of The Female Body with the I'm Speaking podcast with Mercy and Priya. This episode is all about oral and vision care. Hit it, Mercy. Yes. Okay. So this was really interesting to research. Just when you think you know, you know that you don't know. Um, So let me tell you, this is going to be a little bit longer than the last segment because we're doing two very important things here. Um, And we're going to start with oral health. I think that's very important. If we're talking about the female body and how beautiful the female body is, there is nothing to me, nothing more attractive than a healthy, beautiful smile. It can just light up a room. So taking care of your teeth is important for you, for yourself, um, for your health, for your heart. Um, and for so many reasons you're going to hear about here um, and taking care of it as you age becomes extremely important. So I just thought in general, we just take care of our teeth. That's what we're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I never realized all the impacts that it can have and how our age has such so much to do with it. So I wanted to share some things with you here. Women face unique risks for oral health problems that can undermine their general health and pregnancy. Fluctuating sex hormone levels during the menstrual cycle, pregnancy, and menopause as well. Yes, ma'am. Yes, Mm ma'am. So as well as from oral contraceptive use can lead to severe gum disease. Morning sickness and acid reflux can also break down the protective barriers against tooth decay. Common oral health problems during pregnancy include cavities, loose teeth, gum disease, and pregnancy oral tumors. Did you know that was a thing? What? So a growing body of research has confirmed that severe gum disease increases the likelihood of preterm birth and low birth weight. What? This is how important oral like, health care is. I'm like, I'm like in shock listening to all this because I never think about that. Yes. So yes. I do know that for sure, the mouth is the gateway to the body. It says your yes. the way you take care of your mouth says a lot about you and how you take care of, of yourself. And yes. it, it t- tells people a lot about yourself as well. Mm-hmm. You. So go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. So oral health problems can also increase the risk of other health problems for women, including diabetes, heart disease, Alzheimer's disease, pneumonia, and chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, including osteoporosis. What? All this from dental health care. Okay, how are we going to break all this down in this one episode? That's a lot. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. So we're going to put the link for everybody to go and do further and deeper research. 
but this is all coming from the National Women's Health Network, which is a nonprofit organization out of Washington. So again, we'll share all of this with you, but I, and this is, I mean, pages of information that I just kind of grabbed just, you know, what I felt was most important, at least to get you hungry for information and then you could do some further research. Um, many women in the United States often go without the necessary dental care. Having trouble getting to or affording dental health care isn't an isolated problem. It is connected to and made worse by other access challenges, such as finding transportation, taking time off work, and arranging, arranging childcare. These barriers widen disparity in oral health care and general health. In 2016, about 12% of women across all ages reported an unmet dental need due to cost. So that's that? Yeah, insurance. From, mm -hmm, from 2011 to 2014, approximately 30% of women aged 20 to 44, 23% of women ages 45 to 64, and 19% of the women aged 65 years and over reported to have it untreated cavities. Mm -hmm. So while this is a problem that obviously goes for anybody with teeth, right? Men or women, um, it is specifically harder for women because they are usually the caregiver. So the higher percentage is a caregiver. So it's harder for them. They're first going to make an appointment for the kids dentist and they're going to make sure everybody else is taking care of. They tend to take care of themselves last. Yes. Yep. Then you add the time that mm -hmm. it takes. So am I going to go to the dentist who's going to take care of the kids or Right. And then the transportation. Do you have insurance? Is it covered? Is it not covered? Um, what's, you know, the insurance, even if you have insurance, it always covers such a little amount of mm -hmm. the dentist visit yeah. that it's still money. If you yeah. if you need a crown, if you need whatever, it's a couple hundred dollars here and there. And you have toddlers running around and you're trying to make it neat. It's hard. Yeah, the insurance, the insurance issue is a big, big thing. So yeah, one of my close friends is a, is a dentist. I have other friends that are dentists and uh, I've worked for a dentist, you know, because I'm an entrepreneur and you have to make money somehow. So <laughs> I've worked for a dentist a little bit. Um, and it is, they're, they're, the insurance coverage for, for dental care is a lot less than medical care. And, and dentists, they even struggle because they have to upsell services to people and a lot of people can't afford it they just go in yeah. for the minimal but those mm -hmm. costs outside of just like your teeth cleaning are mm -hmm. high and yeah. then you have to get a plan like you have to come in a certain amount of times in order to get the right care and every single time it's a lot of money yeah. so um yeah. you think you're talking about your kids getting your their dental care they go in for their cleaning, a little cavity thing here, and that's okay. But as you get older, you get you experience more problems, and it's okay. yeah. a lot more money. Yeah. And so I'm going to go through all the different things that you can do and the stages that you go through and how we can prevent and how we can reverse some cavities, which I wasn't even aware of. Um, but yeah, when you're looking at a dentist, um, I remember back uh, with The Edge, maybe five years ago or six years ago, we had a dentist that did a free service for, for the children that we serve with our nonprofit. Mm 
-hmm. And that dentist made it, uh, made regular visits to his home country. It was actually, she was, it was a female and she would go to the Dominican Republic every year during the summer to specifically treat children that would not otherwise have dental care. Um, and she just, I mean, she did everything. It was, it was a beautiful thing. And uh, when you're looking for a dentist, if it's not somebody you already know, you're just looking for a new dentist, try to find a dentist that gives back. It shows yeah. a lot of compassion. Um, yeah, I just recently moved to a new city. I've been looking for one and I found one with excellent ratings. And one of the things that their website showed is that they go to different countries every year and they give back to their community. Yeah, I think that's so, really important because not all of them have good bedside manner and I've gone through right. a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. So let me keep going with these stats. So from 1999 to 2004, both pregnant and non-pregnant women, women of color and women with low incomes or less education were less likely to report visiting the dentist in those previous years. Mm. In 2004 and 2006, Hispanic and non-Hispanic Black women were less likely to report receiving dental care during their pregnancy due to report ever receiving a teeth cleaning, even after accounting for different in differences in age, income, education, insurance status before pregnancy, adequacy of prenatal care, and smoking. Mm. So there's a lot to be said. Um, again, that's 2004 to 2006. So we've, you know, we, we've come a long way. Um, I think, you know, even the internet really has helped so many of us, even women with low resources are able to get more information that they didn't have access to before. Um, and just learning how to take care of yourself properly yeah. and, and avoiding the dentist visits. Yeah. And I think even in every topic that we're touching on, uh, every woman of color experiences some kind of disparity in the things that you've mentioned already that, you know, it's disproportionately we're affected by these things uh, because Absolutely. of loss, uh, resources, um, and even, you know, a little bit of racism in there. You're like, it's, it's hard, yeah. hard. It's just hard being a woman to begin with. Mm -hmm. Then add to the fact, right, whatever um, income level you're in, and whatever race you are, then add to that the fact that you have your period, if you have children, you, when you go through menopause, all these different stages take a toll on your teeth. So those are things men don't have to experience. They don't go through all those different stages. So mm -hmm. it's important to learn these things. So why, Murphy, why, why? We're just special goddesses, you know, <laughs> on this earth. And why? Just what we have. <laughs> so these are the four common oral diseases. Number one disease is dental caries. So it's also known as tooth decay or cavities. Tooth decay is one of the most common oral diseases. And there's a lot that goes into that. You can do some research later, but just know that cavities are the number one, um, the number one oral disease. Number two is gum disease, which is also known as periodontal disease. Gum disease is a condition that occurs when the gums are not properly taken care of. They get red, swollen, and tend to bleed. Number three is herpes, and number four is oral cancer. All of them just as important. The monthly menstruation, the monthly menstruation cycle, due to the hormonal changes, particular, 
particularly the increase of progesterone that occurred during the menstrual cycle. Because of it, some women experience oral changes that can include bright red swollen gums, swollen salivary glands, development of canker sores or bleeding gums during your period. What? So if you notice that when you get your period, your gums are swollen or, you're, or you have canker sores or they're bleeding, know that it's related to the hormone levels in your body. I never thought of that before. Like you think, oh, you're my, welcome. my boobs, are, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the boobs are tender, you're hormonal, you have zits on your face, but you're I never false. Think about mm -hmm. what's happening in my mouth. I never think about what's going on in my mouth. There you go. So I'm going to break it down. Super simple here again. These are just a couple of notes of what could really be intense. So let's start with puberty, right? That's where it all begins. So puberty. Estrogen and progesterone hormones begin the process of puberty, triggering reactions in the gum that can lead to redness, bleeding, and swelling of the mouth. Gums may react differently to germs and bacteria in the mouth of pubescent women, and as a result can cause cavities and bad breath, along with gingivitis, which is gum inflammation care characterized by redness, swelling, tenderness, and bleeding. Canker sores and swollen salivary glands are also symptoms a woman may experience during her. Okay. Menstrual cycle. Now let's talk about uh, birth control. Just when you think it doesn't get worse. Yeah, let's talk about birth control. Women who use birth control pills or oral contraceptives should notify their dentist. Maintaining good oral health care while taking this medication is crucial. Hormone levels in the women using birth control pills, especially those containing progesterone, can increase blood flow to the gums. This heightens the woman's risk for development of gum disease. Additionally, a dentist may prescribe antibiotics to help treat that gum disease because of birth control pills. How's that? Right. So, okay, well, birth control. Now you get pregnant. So let's go to what happens to your teeth when you get pregnant. Oh, yeah, you're all jacked up when you're pregnant. Uh-huh, okay. So at first glance, it may not seem like oral health care has much to do with pregnancy, but ah, maintaining good oral health care is critical while you're pregnant. A mother's oral health can affect the overall health of her baby. So it's important to pay close attention to dental care and any changes that may arise while pregnant. An abundance of estrogen and progesterone are the culprits behind any dental-related changes during pregnancy. Because of this increase in hormones, it's common for pregnant women to develop pregnancy gingivitis, an inflammation of the gums and surrounding tissues characterized by redness, swelling, tenderness, and bleeding. Gingivitis can also lead to a more severe form of gum of gum disease, which can increase the which can increase the risk of pregnant women having preterm low birth weight babies. Professional cleanings will help keep conditions like gingivitis or gum disease in check, along with maintaining good oral health habits like brushing twice a day with fluoride toothpaste and flossing daily. 
paying special attention to the gum line. Now you had your pity. So now well, let's talk about menopause. Well, well, you're, you're, I mean, we also have to talk about like, after you have the baby, you're not sleeping normally, like you're falling asleep a lot, but you're, and you're really tired and you're eating irregularly. Like a lot of things are happening after yeah. you have the baby and you are, you, that your cavities, <laughs> you're going to get cavities. Yeah. If you don't and your hormones it. are all over the place. Yep. So yep. if you, you just have brush a baby, teeth. yeah, mm -hmm. forget the, just the morning and night brushing, kind of brush them every time, you know, you have a, a meal so that you can keep them clean and fresh and floss because yeah. And floss and always floss after you brush, mm -hmm. you brush and then you floss, you brush yes. them and you floss. So ideally you would brush three to four times a day, but if you brush at least twice, you're good. That's what the dentists say. So let's talk about the last stage, which is the menopause stage. Um, it's important for women experiencing menopause to pay special attention to their oral health. Postmenopausal women often experience dry mouth, whole new problem, ladies, dry mouth, <laughs> due to the decrease in saliva production. Saliva helps defend against periodontal gum, which is gum disease, and both decay and it washes out food from the teeth. It neutralizes the acids in the mouth. It fights germs and prevents bad breath. But now you're short saliva because of menopause. Isn't that lovely? That is that, that you're short. You're short <laughs> <water>. <laughs> that's exactly. why I laugh. Cause that's so funny. Of course, all the holes Sir, are, are oh short. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. So certain medications can increase the risk of dry mouth. Menopausal women should alert their dentists if they are experiencing dry mouth. Isn't that lovely? Okay. Lovely. Now, an individual, a woman, who has gum disease or has an abscess tooth usually has loads of harmful bacteria inside of their mouth. Okay, pause, I'm choking. Dry mouth. <laughs> right, too much reading. Right. Research further reveals that these harmful bacteria in the mouth can find their way to your skin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you heard me right. Your skin, which in which irritates and causes facial rashes breakouts, and even psoriasis due to inflammation. Wow. How important. Or, you mean, you or mean psoriasis? You mean psoriasis. Is that what you're saying? Psoriasis. What did I say? Psoriasis. What did I say? You said psoriasis. <laughs> yes. No, you said you said I said it wrong. <laughs> sorry. No psoriasis. Psoriasis. So, okay. You said it right. I said it wrong. No psoriasis. 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 Yes, psoriasis. Okay. So... The good news is, I give you all the bad news. The good news is you can reverse your cavities. Fortunately, the beginning stages of a cavity can be reversed by taking steps towards oral hygiene. And this is where I was going with now that we have access to the internet. Um, most women have phones and they have access to, you know, to research and Google things, can find ways of taking care of their mouth at home. 
during early determination, exposure to fluoride. No, stop. I take it back. During early demineralization, exposure to fluoride, daily brushing and flossing and regular cleanings can all help prevent or even reverse tooth decay. Well, you know, our, our drinking water has fluoride, fluoride in it, but there's it a lot it. of like, a lot of like uh, research and people who, who don't agree with the amount of fluoride that's in our water. Right. Because it right. does other things, but go ahead, go ahead. Okay, so in conclusion, hormones, are, this is my in conclusion, but then I'm gonna give you more information. <laughs> so hormones are a fact of life, but they don't have to interfere with a woman's ability to maintain a healthy smile at every age and stage of her life. Women can maintain their oral health through good oral health habits, like brushing, flossing, regularly visiting the dentist and following a healthy diet. The healthy diet goes back to every single topic we've touched. Um, the Women's Health Month takes steps to improve your own oral health and encourage important women in your life to improve her oral health. So very important things to remember. Brush when you wake up and before you go to bed. If you can brush after heavy meals throughout the day, even better. However, if you at least brush when you wake up and before bed, that's ideal. Also, brush before flossing. Floss every time you brush your teeth. Brush your tongue. Your tongue holds more bacteria than any other part of your mouth. It's also your biggest muscle. So make sure you take care of it um, and prevent smoking. Smoking is huge. It's terrible not only for your teeth, but for your tongue and for your throat. Mm -hmm. Visit your dentist and your dental hygienist regularly. To choose the best toothbrush, you should be looking for factors like the size of the brush head, the shape, and the type of bristles, and whether it's been approved by the American Dental Association, also known as ADA. Yeah, so, so I, if you're... Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to go ahead. No, I was going to say that uh, I've been told several times by dentists uh, just to get the soft bristles because the hard yes. bristles will wear away, wear away your gums. So yes. that's my recommendation. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, it's like face creams we were talking about. You can go from dollar store all the way to like Saks cream, Saks with Avenue creams. Um, the same thing with toothbrushes. You can go from going to the Dollar Tree and buying a toothbrush that works perfectly fine as long as it's soft bristle and buying, you know, a techno electronic toothbrush with the, the cup that charges it and all the, the bells and whistles. Mm -hmm. Whatever you do, wherever you buy your toothbrush, just make sure if you're going maybe to the dollar store to buy a toothbrush, that it is approved by the ADA, which is the American Dental Association, and you will be fine. It's also a matter of what you feel comfortable with, but making, um, choosing hard bristles over soft bristles will not guarantee that your teeth are cleaner. It actually might be more harmful than it is to your benefit. Yep. Toothpaste must include, um, okay, let's talk toothpaste for a moment. For any toothpaste, including for sensitivity, you reap the benefit by not rinsing after brushing because it will allow the ingredients to be fully absorbed into your teeth and gum. Yet people usually want to rinse. In addition, sensitive toothpaste typically doesn't taste good or as good as regular toothpaste. 
which makes people want to rinse. With any toothpaste, rinsing afterwards minimizes the benefits because you're washing away the fluoride that helps remineralize teeth and help diminish sensitivity. So a good rule of thumb is no rinsing, eating or drinking until 30 minutes after brushing. Who does and that? It is who, yeah. I mean, that, that feels, I mean, it sounds like a great tip, but like you want to get all that stuff out right away. And we're, we're so in the habit of well, gargling and all that. Right. So it's saying no eating until 30 minutes after. So okay. I, I, at least in my um, oral health routine, when I wake up, that's the first thing I do is I brush my floss and then I will wash my face. I'll put my moisturizer, whatever I'm going to do on my face. Then I make my bed. So I don't leave my bedroom area and go towards the kitchen until I've done certain things, which gives my mouth more time to settle in and, and mm. really kill that bacteria. Sorry. I, I was say, then after I made the bed and I, I did my skincare routine, I you know did everything. I had to pee, I peed, I whatever. And then I go by the time the coffee brews and everything else, you know, I've already given my definitely not 30 minutes, but maybe maybe 20, at least in my case. So change those okay, So got it. All right. So that's a wrap up on oral. Let me tell you a little bit about vision care. Oh, we haven't and even touched vision. <laughs> we're going to touch vision care now. So unfortunately, for unknown reasons, women have on average more low vision and blindness than men at a global level. Really? Right there. Yes, ma'am. What? Some believe this is due to the fact that women tend to live longer but research is still working on it. Huh. Because three quarters of all blindness and vision loss is either curable or preventable, we should try to incorporate lifestyle choices, lifestyle choices to reduce our risk for eye disease. So here are some common things that we should look into. Number one, don't smoke. It is related to many eye diseases, including AMD, cataracts, and glaucoma. I'm going to talk a lot about AMD, and I'm going to tell you AMD stands for age-related macular degeneration. So it's basically the aging of your eye itself. Okay, so smoking increases it to age much faster. Hmm. Yeah, like every other Number, part of your body. Yes, ma'am. Mm -hmm. Number two. Eat healthy, have a healthy diet as part of your routine. We, again, this is going to keep coming up. Eat the same foods that help your heart to help your eyes. Same thing. So if it's good for the heart, it's going to be good for your eyes. Number three, wear sunglasses and a hat with a brim when outdoors. Even on cloudy days, your eyes can be harmed by ultraviolet lights, which can lead to AMD again. Mm -hmm and cataracts. So it will age your eyes if you don't wear sunglasses. So you don't see the effects now that they will show up later. We spoke about that, right? Yeah, but I, actually, as you're talking, I have my UV glasses in because my yeah. eyes are starting yeah. to bother me a little bit. Yeah, I have them here. Um, I just had this conversation with one of my girls recently about them not having the glasses. And I told them, if you're not gonna have the glasses because the glasses are giving you headaches, which I get, then at least purchase a screen over to use over your laptop or, or your um, PC. They yeah. use some kind of protective um, eyewear. That's very important. Nowadays, contacts have protection, which is wonderful. 
So that's something else. Number four, eye exams are important at all ages. However, at 40 years old and over, make sure they do a comprehensive one to detect any signs of conditions. Conditions in your eyes start showing around age 40. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I believe number it. five. I'm sorry. What was that? No, I just said, uh, yeah, I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> number five, know your health history, especially glaucoma, which tends to sneak up with no signs and it does it damage very quietly. By the time you realize you have it, most of the damage has been done. So that if means anybody in your family that. has glaucoma, you need to let your doctor know because there's a different test they do for that and oh. they can detect it. Oh, so and regular eye checks, uh, obviously. Yes, like go to the dentist regularly, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Number six, make it a habit to wear protective eyewear such as goggles when playing certain sports. For example, if you're playing um, racquetball, right? Where that ball can come in and hurt you or baseball or anything to that effect. Also when working with tools to protect your eyes. Also clip no. your children's nails when they're babies because they will poke it, poke your eyes. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's right. happened to me. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, number seven, replace your eye makeup every three months. No exception. Keep those eye brushes clean as well. They hold bacteria. So your mascara, your eyeshadow, your eyeliner, all those things after three months, get rid of them because they've already held that bacteria for too long. This, which again, we're going to be sharing the link, is all from the University of Utah. It was published in April of 2021 under the Women's Eye Health. Um, that's everything I wanted to share about vision. It's important. Again, it all goes down to pre being preventative, being aware, having a healthy lifestyle and healthy foods, healthy food habits. So that concludes everything. Take care of your eyes and your mouth so it can take care of your heart and it can take care of the rest of you. That is it, Ms. Priya. Do you have any questions on that? I hope I, I, I hope you learned something. Yeah, that was a, that was some really interesting information <laughs> I've never heard before. So I hope you all learned Yay. just as much as I did. Good. Good. I mean, I learned it also as I was going through it. So I'm so excited to share that's, with everybody. That's why we're doing this podcast, right? So yeah. Be in this journey together. So make sure you follow, like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. This is the I'm Speaking Podcast with Mercy. And Priya, remember, we're going to have our links for you. But if you have any questions, we'd love to answer them for you. Always get professional advice. We're just sharing our story. And we're speaking because you're asking. So we'll see you at the next one.